Hey there guys and gals, it's your old pal Paul. It's contest time here at GeekPod. Want to win a four pack of free Five Wits tickets? Of course you do. All you have to do is go to iTunes and leave a five star review on the GeekPod page. Not only will we read it on the air, but we will pick the best one and reward them with free Five Wits tickets. And now, back to a brand new GeekPod podcast. Hi, my name is Hugh Allen from the comedy podcast GeekPod. And I'd like to talk to you about something today that's very close to my heart. Um, I would like to direct you to a Facebook page called Kindness for Kinley. Kinley Severson was born in December. She was born in Rochester uh, with only one lung, with her heart on the wrong side of her chest. Damage to her vertebrae and her esophagus did not reach her stomach. Uh, Lots of bad stuff, and she's a close friend of the family. Her mother is actually my wife's best friend. And the reason I'm doing this is because I have the platform to kind of get these things out there. There is going to be a charity auction, which you can find the links to on the Facebook page, Kindness for Kinley, to raise money for the family. There is also a GoFundMe at www.gofundme.com, G-M, that's Gary, Mary, 68C as in Carl, W, G-M-68-C-W. The reason I'm saying this is there was recently a spot on TV in Rochester, which you can find on our Facebook page, where they interviewed Helen and uh, one of her friends and talked about the situation. What they didn't really get into is the details of why there's going to be an auction, so I'd like to let you know that. This is a family who's had a daughter in the NICU since she was born in December. Uh, That is an hour away from their home. One of the parents has to be there all of the time, an hour away. They also have three young children at home, only one of which is school age. And uh, her husband, Jason, is the only person that brings in money for the family because she stayed home with the kids. You can imagine he has missed a lot of work since then. And this is a long-term thing. This is going to go on six months, a year, maybe longer. And Kinley may have issues for her entire life. Uh, The family is struggling to get by. And I look around and I see things like we've crowdfunded a Pebble smartwatch and Super Troopers 2. And I think to myself, geez, I mean, there should be something we can do here. You know, this platform is the only thing I have, and I want to put it out there. I'll take a look at the page. You know, these are wonderful people, a beautiful family, and they need help now. And if if we can, if our job here is to only talk about comic books and we can't do any good in the world, then, you know, what are we doing here? So please, check out Kindness for Kinley. Check out www.gofundme.com, GM68CW. Read the story. If you've got something you can contribute or something you can give to the auction or whatever, please do. You know, these people need our help. Let's be superheroes, guys. My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. My name is Hugh, and I'm an all-purpose geek. My name is Corbs, and I'm a sports geek. My name is Jack, I'm a history geek. This is GeekPod. Welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. I'm Corbs. I'm Jack. I'm Lana. And we are back, and we are still recording from Free Comic Book Day 2015 at... Cloud City Comics in the shop of Tom That's right. So, <laughs> like I promised, we were going to have numerous episodes out of this because we had some time to talk. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Everyone's thoughts so far? I'm enjoying myself. This is my first comic book day, and just having a guest, having Jeff talk. Um, everyone's been great so far. What do you guys think? Well, it's clearly uh, some of the people coming here. It's more of a event for them. It's an event for us, obviously, because we're here. But like we were talking about that that one girl in the yellow shirt. She's been here. She was in line waiting here. She just left. Yes. How many? I mean, some people just come in here, grab some comics, and they're gone. Um, I've seen multiple people. They came in here. They got their free comics. One girl filled up a long box. That was one of the deals they were having going today is, I believe, uh, $39, everything you put in the long box out of the, the dollar box. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, uh, 
I mean, this is, this is an event for them too, and that, that's awesome. You know, like somebody, like we said before, you know, this is a Christmas yeah. comic book crowd. Absolutely. Absolutely amazing. What do you think, Anna? I'm enjoying myself so far. Yeah? Any observations? Comics go quick. That they do. That they do. And uh, that's every year. You know, I noticed there hasn't been a comment on here. Anybody? Lana did a Hulk themed die, an Iron Man themed die, and she had her lips were Captain America, but she liked them all during her break. Okay. Okay. Really? Like Nothing? No, it's good. Uh, Nobody noticed. I, I noticed. I mentioned it in the parking lot. Yeah, I noticed. No, we had to point it out to you. No, you asked if there was something going on there. I, I noticed. She just did the Undertaker thing with the eyes. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And then there's the Undertaker. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, don't do that later. You might get punched. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. No, right now it just sounds like child abuse. Yeah. That's yeah. going on. <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, now that things have calmed down, uh, how do you want to handle this, Paul? Uh, let's just press on. Let's let's hit some of the news while we have, have a few moments. Uh, back off the whole Age of Ultron thing since we keep, kind of keep having half conversations about it and go with something a little shorter. Or do you want to... Yeah, let, let's do some quick hits. Okay. What do you got? Uh, well, first of all, it's been, oddly enough, the past... Uh, couple weeks have been full of news and then this week I mean everything kind of really died down I was like scrambling to try to find stuff to, to put down in our show notes uh, the first thing you know that came up was uh, they're considering I guess Ryan Felipe is in uh, talks with Marvel about a role for one of their Netflix TV shows people, people immediately said Iron Fist they kind of said well we don't know about that but they didn't say no and the thing is you know he's uh, he was a big star right kind was of, and then kind of as you know the stars come down a little bit but I mean, I can't think of anybody else that they haven't cast that he would fit that we know about. Right? No, he, th- that makes sense yeah. look wise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I can't think of any other thing that he would be doing. Uh, also, uh, there are rumors that the Joker is going to do the Jason uh, Todd crowbar scene flashback in Batman versus Superman. I saw that. How cool I would that be? Seen, but I didn't want to spoil myself. Well, you scene. know, there have been rumors that they've seen. Uh, Gravestone with Dick Grayson's name on it. We don't know if it's really true or not. Uh, if we see that, that definitely means Jason Todd is gone. Yeah, it's like, you know, are they going to start off this whole new shared universe by killing everybody? Wait, wait. So yeah. you're saying that Dick Grayson the Gravestone? Yeah, that's what they're that's saying, what that they, they spoiled the picture. Really? Yeah. I, I know that makes you cry. I am crying. I, I, I don't know, man. Okay. Well, I think it's interesting for them to go and... Uh, I hope that we're not going to, when they finally decide to go back and do standalone movies, we're not going to go back and see all this stuff before. See, yeah, right. Because I just don't, I really don't want to see that afterwards. You know what I'm saying? Uh, interestingly enough, though, we talked about Leto's Joker picture last week. Apparently all those tattoos are not going to be part of uh, the actual costume. It was a mock-up. In fact, the teeth were something they just threw in in Photoshop at the end. Apparently they were using that to cover up possibly scars that are in the makeup. Interesting. They didn't want to let that go. Uh, okay, that 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 would now that may stand to reason. You don't want to see every you know they're going to cover yeah. stuff, other stuff up yeah. to keep it hidden, and that would stand to reason. Yeah, because uh, so hopefully we aren't actually getting that on top of joke. No, I am pretty sure they came right out and said that no, that wasn't the case. It was a promotional thing for the 75th anniversary. The other um, story behind that, or the other possibility behind that, they released a picture. The internet shot itself, and they said, "Oh no, we were just kidding." <laughs> right. Which is probably but, more likely. More, more more likely true that yeah. There was a lot of backlash, and they went, "Ah, well, that's not really going to be the picture, yeah. and they're going to they're going to redo it or something, or or it's going to be that and they're just kind of trying to throw everybody off." Yeah, absolutely. Uh, moving on from that, unless anyone has something to say, big stuff happened this week. Batman is dead. I read that Batman, Batman is Batman dead. Batman is dead. And who else is dead? The Joker. Yes. They are both dead. Corbs is kind of like what? Batman's dead. Yeah, I saw him yesterday. What? What was he doing yesterday? Rotting. Did you say Robin? Rotting. <laughs> I said rotting. Isn't corpse rotting? Uh, Batman issue forty, uh, the end of uh, the Endgame arc by uh, Scott Snyder and um, that guy there. Anyway, okay. Uh, yeah, um, it was it was pretty brutal. It was a, a crazy fight. Um, Pretty much, it was almost like committing suicide at the end because we basically discovered the Joker's kind of found a version of the Lazarus pit beneath Gotham. They're both injured. Batman's been stabbed multiple times. Uh, the Joker's had a stalagmite, you know, basically hit him, break his back. I mean, they're both totally messed up. And 
the Joker tries to crawl to the, the Lazarus pit, Batman gets on him, chokehold, and just holds him there until the, the ceiling collapses in on it, in on the pit, and then they just kind of lay there. And uh, one of his friends goes, like that. <laughs> yeah, one of uh, the person up top goes, come on, you know, Bruce, you need to get out of here. And he's like, you know, just let me lie here for a bit with my friend. And then it flashes forward two weeks, and they're telling Alfred in the hospital that, you know, he's gone. And, wow. I mean, we all know that uh, Convergence is probably going to reset everything. Uh, but, man, well, see, then again, I don't know, because now we know Batman, it's going to be Jim Gordon in the suit. Yes. Uh, in the future, so I guess maybe we don't know. That was a, a heck of a story, though. Yeah, I didn't get to read it. Um, by the time I got here at Cloud City Comics and Toys and Shopping Town Mall, um, they were sold out. Really? I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't gotten to actually read the story. I heard about it, but I did not. I mean, the entire arc was great, but yeah, I guess I wasn't expecting it. You know what's funny is they really kept that under wraps. They usually don't keep stuff like under wraps. I had no idea. That's that. amazing. That's yeah. In this day and age especially. Yeah. Now, Snyder has come out and said that uh, in an interview um, on Thursday that, yes, they have a way back. They wouldn't have done this if they didn't have oh, a way back. Oh, of course. Because, you know, he's, he's, he said you, you can't have Batman without Bruce Wayne. Um, you know, this is the guy writing it. says, yeah, you know, of course we're going to bring him back. Uh, I just thought it was interesting that not, not only did they keep it uh, under wraps, they didn't use it to sell more comic books. And, man, I mean, if it was the end, like, period, I'm not sure that you could write a more fitting end than, than that. Really. I guess I'm going to have to seek this out. Probably have to go digitally into it. You should. The end game arc is definitely worth it. Definitely worth it. Oh, next thing. So we've all talked about Daredevil and how much we like it. Um, did you watch any more? Did you? No? I have not. Corpse, I'm so disappointed in you. Yeah, I'm disappointed in myself too, but... Such is life. What are you going to do? He, he says that, but when he gets out of here, he's probably going to screw those guys. Yeah. F you. No, no, actually, because I was looking at it yesterday and I was... I was debating whether or not to go see Age of Ultron at 10 o'clock last night. Or watch Daredevil, so I did neither. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's you took option C, you took a boo. <laughs> so I was thinking, well, I, was thinking well, I, can, I can go see this and then, you know, make everybody happy. And then I thought to myself, well, fuck everybody. Yeah, why do I care if they're happy? No, I decided, I was like, well, if I go, to, if I go and see that, then I'm probably going to oversleep getting here on time. And I was actually yeah. a little bit late anyways. Um, so, but if, not that much late. I mean, but I was just... Then I was like, well, maybe I'll watch a couple episodes of Daredevil. And uh, I fell asleep on the couch. Yeah. It was a long day yesterday. I was telling Paul that, you know, my job, uh, I was one of the only, it was one of only two techs that was on. So it was it was a pretty hectic day. And then I went to dinner with my family after. And when I got home and after my uh, my son was asleep, I was laying down on the couch. And I was like, right, I'm going to put the TV on and start watching something. And I was like, yeah. Well, you want to know what you're missing. You are missing the most popular show uh, to hit Netflix since they started doing their own um, TV shows. 10.7% of their entire audience who watches digitally through computers and things like that has watched the first episode in the first 11 days. That is a record for Netflix's um, Well, I guess I'm in there. I've, I've, seen the first, I've seen the first episode. Yeah. So, But uh, it, this basically just means it's a success overall. Now, we asked that question, uh, how do they measure success for these Netflix series? You know, Well, again, I don't know where the money's coming from. You know, It's the magic Marvel and Disney money machine. Uh, but those are good numbers for Netflix. So yeah. clearly this is uh, something that's going to roll forward. Oh, without a doubt. With, with, yeah. with a lot more of these. Um, here's something that uh, you might not uh, be aware of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to take a little set here for a second. Um, there's something you don't know about, and then... Um, well, no, what it, what it is is um, Ben Affleck's been seen on the uh, set of Suicide Squad. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. I, I did read that. Because I was reading that they showed uh, they showed pictures of Will Smith as uh, Deadshot. Yes, I saw some pictures of that. So clearly, he is going to be uh, in the movie. Yeah, and they're saying they're not. And they're, they're also talking about Spider Man. They're talking about Spider Man might be in it. Also, they're not sure what it's going to be. If it's going to be like a cameo, that was in the article with, when they showed Will Smith. They they were talking about Spider Man. Um, it's, it's like we have um, legs in the room again. I know, dude. Spider Man is Spider Man. No, you must be thinking Avengers no. because. He cannot be in the Suicide Squad because that is a DC movie. Maybe okay, Warner maybe, Brothers. Okay, That's I'm sorry. Okay. Maybe it was Avengers, but <laughs> I, I could have swore it was in the same. Art. No, I, I, I take it back. It was with the, in the article about uh, Age of Ultron. You're right. I'm sorry. Yes. But you know, I got to give him credit for doing research. <laughs> Shut your mouth, damn it! <laughs> makes you I just gave you credit. Shut up. Well, I'm just thinking. You know, right back to our the very but, first episode. Don't be I said. <laughs> so how about that Batman versus Spider Man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These are what the first words I heard out of uh, Wigs. Yes. Or, um, 
on the air. So yeah. Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark are teaming up. You never know. They're going to take down Superman and... Just no. I don't know. I just, not and uh, Dr. Octopus was the only thing that was But no. Oh, did you catch that uh, TNT is changing the name of Teen Titans? What are they calling it? They are, it is no longer going to be Teen Titans. It is going to be Blackbirds. It's going to star for you, Nightwing, uh, Barbara Gordon, not as Oracle, uh, Raven, Starfire, and Hawk and Dove. And I'm just thinking to myself, this sounds like Birds of Prey. That's yeah. What just That's what it is. It's Birds of Prey. You know, I don't know. It's not Teen Titans. But you know, I wonder why. Because I don't money know. Get the Teen Titans name and then decide not to use it. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Do we know who's playing Nightwing? We, no they haven't gotten there yet. No, no casting at all yet. When's this going to premiere? Do we know? No idea yet. It's, it's you're getting ahead of yourself. I know you're excited because Nightwing, but... Look on the internet, now, damn it. Just in the past 24 hours, we've kind of found out, uh, here's some big news yeah. from the Star Wars camp. Uh, Josh Trank is not going to be directing the standalone Star Wars film. Now, originally it was, hey, he's just stepping away for other reasons. Some behind-the-scenes stuff came out. Apparently, Disney does not have a whole lot of faith in him because of everything that happened with Fantastic Four. <laughs> because Fantastic Four, that's why. Yeah, yeah, basically. You know, there were rumors, things were rough, then like, no, it's not, it's fine, it's normal to do reshoots. Well, clearly stuff is, is really rough. Right. Uh, they've kind of taken him off the project. Uh, one person was uh, quoted as saying he's got all the tools to be an amazing filmmaker, but he doesn't have the maturity yet, and that's part of the problem. Maybe he's just too young. I, I find that really interesting. Uh, first of all, that this stuff got out, because usually this stuff stays under the yeah. Hollywood doesn't let this kind of stuff come out until 20 years later in a Lifetime movie. <laughs> well, well, that also means, I mean, he could... That's going to hurt his chances of getting more gigs. Definitely, yeah. Uh, It's almost like defamation. That being said, uh, I mean, is that a bad thing? I mean, he did Chronicle, which was a decent movie. I don't know if he needs to be playing in the Star Wars sandbox yet. No, not yet. I mean, you need to kind of earn that. Yeah, it's a big sandbox to play in. There's there's some big shoes in there to fill. Exactly. So for somebody, somebody is a, a young a young director to try to jump in and fill those shoes. You're right; it, it might it might be bit off more than he could chew at that point. Yeah, it sounds like he bit off more than he could chew. Uh, Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. Yeah, yeah, I almost forgot what it was called. <laughs> which which I saw the preview, another preview for that last night on Age of Ultron. Um, again, started drifting off and thinking about you know what I was going to have for dinner the next day. Uh, I just you know Alana goes to me, and this this is probably telling. She goes to me, that's awesome. We have to see that. She said, right next to me, and I'm like. Who are you? Well, well, you know, maybe this is where the, the whole age thing is coming in. Um, she doesn't know what they're supposed to be. She just thinks it looks like a cool movie. Yeah, it, it looks like it's going to be a cool sci-fi movie. Yeah. Uh, maybe we're being too hard on it. That's possible, but I'm still not going to go see it. Well, I yeah, I don't know if you touched on it last week because um, I was on that podcast. I forgot. Um, would you say that um, Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad is possibly be the young Han Solo in the standalone film? I, that, I have read that. I, I've read that. I've seen that. I did not touch on that because at this point it's just, it's just, just a rumor. Just like ideas. Substantiated rumors. Yeah. I mean, they're talking Asia, is it Butterfield for for uh, Peter Parker now as well. There's yes. a lot of rumors out there. They're saying he's a front runner. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's you kind of wait and see uh, <laughs> what they're actually going to do with that. Partly because, I mean, first of all, the, the Asian person, I have no idea who they are. Yeah, some Paul kid. Yeah. Breaking Bad, I saw him in the first four episodes of Breaking Bad that I watched. Right. He seems like a decent actor. I don't, yeah, I don't I see him as a young Han Solo. Well, I can't see anybody as a young Han Solo. That's the Very problem. true. And that's our problem, not his problem. Right. Yes. So we're going to have to wait and have it happen. That kid is a decent actor. He was in a movie called The Boy with Striped Pajamas. He knows how to act. He's actually pretty good. But um, you, like I remember you guys saying, he'll be a Peter Parker in high school. Yes, that's a definite. Now, I know there's some TMNT film, uh, filming going on. I figured we'd talk to Sal about that. When he said Definitely, that. yes. That's kind of his field. Oh. Did you know, see that Superman has been depowered? I caught that this morning. In the comics? In the comics, he can no longer fly. He can only okay. jump. He can jump really far. So he's gone back to his roots. Which, I'm surprised that you know that. Because originally Superman did not have the ability to fly. He could no. just jump to, he could to a specific height. Um, he could leap tall buildings in a single bound. Yeah. Mm. I did not know that, that he was not able to fly in the beginning. So when I was reading the article, I was surprised. So, Paul, you get a cookie today, man. I'm proud of you. I want a cookie. Uh, talk to the girl with the Batman cookies. She left. You missed your opportunity. Right. Missed window, man. Missed window for cookies. Okay, we'll find that. And she's going to get a restraining order. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. Again, anything either of the companies does right now kind of doesn't matter because they're both going through a giant reboot. But maybe this is a chance for them to play with stuff that they, they wouldn't normally play around with. Um, again, I don't know if it really matters. Maybe, maybe that's cool because I'm kind of tired of Superman being so powerful. Yeah, but didn't they just give him a new power? Yes, and then they took it away because he used it too much. See? That's what happens. That's why we can't have nice things. That's why he can't have nice things. Did you guys see Ron Perlman's bringing his production company? Yes, to New York and I was ridiculously excited by that. Yeah, that's very cool. That, that could be great for this area. Yeah, did you catch that course? I did not, and uh, I've found out where it is. So if he's going to be there, I'm going to have to go and hump his leg or something. Well, and I, our second restraining order of the day. <laughs> our names are Hugh, Alan, Paul, and Paul Schoenlitz for our restraining orders. We're going to take you to answer that. Um, yeah, he's bringing his production company here um, for a lot of different reasons. Uh, a LinkedIn article. <coughs> Tax credit. Yeah, which you'd know if you followed the Facebook, so I'll let you do the research. But he's going to be producing films um, based out of the Syracuse area. Well, that also means he's going to be here. I mean, first of all, I guess he's originally from New York, which I didn't know. I was not aware of that either. Uh, but that also means our chances to score an interview just went up. Yes. Quite a bit. How awesome would that be? After, after we apologize for the inappropriate behavior of Corbs, because there will be inappropriate behavior. Inappropriate <laughs> behavior. I will be perfect. I won't. I guarantee you right now. We, we, we stand back about 40 feet and ignore his cries for help as the cops drive him away. He'll have no idea that we're with him. <laughs> What's that movie called? Um, it's with uh, Jack Black, Jason Beggs, where he's dating that uh, girl. And, uh, what's that movie called? What does this have any, to do with it? Any Jason Beggs movie? No, and he, they're Neil Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> Saving Silverman. Saving Silverman. You'll be like uh, Jack Black and Saving Silverman when he wants to meet Neil Diamond. He's like, I want to party with you. And the cops will be I don't know if I can party with Ron for a month. I don't think any of us could party with Ron although, Perlman. Although I have, I have to admit, he is a cigar aficionado. I do know that. And I could probably sit around and smoke cigars with him. Take that, that cigar. That would, that would be, be pretty awesome. To be honest with you, if I could just sit in a room and smoke a cigar with him and just talk songs with him, I would, uh, I would be in heaven. There you go. We'll have to see if we can make that happen. We have very little power over that happening, but hey, if he's bringing his production company here, I'll. I'll when they get here, I'll do some research and see about yeah. <laughs> getting something. So, Paul, you look like you uh, have something to say. I don't. Oh, as I started to say that, you pointed at me, so I guess we just got to... I was just motioning to you. Yeah. Um, next thing on the list, uh, I guess, I want to I wanted to save Convergence for uh, for uh, the guys that work here, though, because you said one of them's a big DC fan. Yes, I really Josh, like the manager. To me what the fuck is going on. <laughs> so, um, I guess next we have... CW shows. Are you caught up on Arrow? I am caught up on Arrow. Is okay. Paul caught up on Arrow? Because we talked about it yesterday. Apparently, Paul is not. Oh, I'm not caught up on Arrow either. Oh, okay. Last yeah, well, episode. I, I, I caught now. I, I was telling Paul last night. I, I got it. I'm confused. When did. Uh, well, you guys aren't caught up, so I guess I really can't go into it. Jack, do you even watch it? No, I don't. Oh, no. Well, you know, the big problem was um, this week it really came down to, because I've been doing pretty good catching the two episodes. Uh, it would have been that or Age of Ultron. That, really that's where my it. issue was, too. Yeah. Because I just couldn't find it. it okay, are we all caught up on The Flash? Same thing. I'm, I'm everything but this week's. Okay. Because I just couldn't find the time to watch it. Okay. What about? Well, I worked. Let's see. Open to close Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Well, Thursday was. Yeah, yeah Thursday had a meeting because I know we were talking. Yeah, we were talking about all talking about going to the. Show. Well, I, I put over forty hours in in the first four days of the week, and I still have to work on Sunday. So the first four days were just hell. So I mean, yeah. I literally would go to work, come home, go to sleep. That that was my cycle for four days straight. Well. That's a. Anybody watch Gotham? Are you caught up on that? I don't watch Gotham. I'm an episode behind on that. Uh, no, I, I, I am caught up on the Flash. Really good. Well, did we see Grodd this week, or are, we, is it, are they teasing it and it's going to be next week? Grodd is next week. Okay. What's next week? Grodd on Flash. Oh, okay. Grodd. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I did see that. Who would win in a fight, the Flash or Quicksilver? <laughs> I know it's Marvel because he has more experience. Yeah. And he has the speed force. Yes. There you go. And because fuck you, that's why. Hey, that's I, I've, I've just been it's trying DC to. DC winning, that makes me. Well, I'm DC all around. I just love that phrase, and it's I needed to find a way to work it in. No. <laughs> you know that you bring up. It kind of uh, leads into a good point um, about the the movie, though. I, I kind of felt like uh, I didn't care that uh, Quicksilver died. Didn't really care. Spoilers. I already read that, so don't okay. worry about it. I did. 
I, I did knew care. they sent an Avenger dies. I'm like, I didn't want to open it up. He was Avenger for like two whole seconds. You know. And, 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 the fast yeah, guy. The they really, actually really referred fast. to him as Quicksilver in the movie, did they? No, they, didn't. No, they did not. Oh, okay. Pietro. Um, but yeah, you know, I just, I guess I just didn't care. Well, you know, the only saving grace for those two is at the very least they gave them an arc that made sense. Uh, it was really rushed, but when they made the hero turn, it was kind of like, okay, and you really only saw that from the Scarlet Witch's perspective. I, from Quicksilver's, I don't know. He definitely followed her lead. Yeah, that's that's all it was, yes. And that's kind of I, I kind of get that from they like they definitely pulled that from the ultimates, yeah, the ultimate version because yeah. What I found really cool was like right at the end of the movie when they said Shield headquarters in upstate New York. I'm like that's a nice little thing. Hey, that's what my wife said. <laughs> and I during that, I leaned over to Jack and said, "It's Skinny Atlas." And I said to him, "It's." <laughs> and again, I told him nothing good has ever come out of Salve. That's why I'm saying. That's why, that's why they're there, because it's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> I get cheap electric. Why do you think Samuel Jackson had built there? <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get on a whole uh, uh, Age of Ultron thing, uh, last couple things on the list. Um, did you see the Deadpool dive this week, sort of? Yeah, that'll stick. Well, no, here's the thing. He, he died because Deadpool had to die so that Wade Wilson could retire and live his life which he got to do for about two whole seconds on a boat with his friends around him, and then the planets collided and they all died anyway. But that was a big death. The death was him putting away being Deadpool, which, uh, and all the build-up to that, again, it's odd, the secrets. They usually get out. I thought he was actually dying. Hmm. You know, No, they, it was actually kind of cool. They were going to retire him, but then, you know, like his face got melted off as the two Earths collided, which I noticed a lot of this week's comics. That's what ha- what's happening. Oh, they're doing the whole time runs out. The thing is, no, they're doing separate issues for time runs out. They're going to be labeled times runs out. So it's a little weird that I kind of expected to see the planets colliding at the end of the time runs out issues, but I think those are the ones that start coming out this week. Right, because aren't they supposed to have the flag across that it's last days, right? The last days of, that's right. Yeah, and none of that was on this week, so I don't think it's officially started yet. Uh, The other thing uh, this week, and you're going to think this is funny, I was going to save it for the end, kind of a WTF file, but since we're uh, going to need to fill some time here, I read the first issue of Archie vs. Predator. Okay, my first question is, why? Like Archie... Yes. Yes. Vs. Predator. Yeah, not Archie Bunker, although I think I would read that. No, the the reason that I read it was because Afterlife with Archie is so good. Really? Yes. And I can't wait for the the next volume two of that to come out. Uh, so I was kind of thinking, well, maybe this is along the same vein. It's not. It's not even a little bit. Silly, cartoony-looking Archie comics and a couple infrared, like he's searching things. You don't even really see him until you know the very end. He's just stopping. Of course. So you don't even know what's going to go on. And I, I don't even understand how this story can happen without just everybody getting slaughtered. Uh, but no, well, absolutely. that might be a book I would buy then. How come they've never made like an Archie live-action movie? They did. There was a TV movie. Return to Riverdale. Yep. Really? How many cool points did I just lose with our crowd that I even knew that? (laughs) You said it very quickly. I knew that it happened. You knew the name of it, so. Yeah, right. I watched it as a kid, I remember. And I never... You lost all your cool points, and you you need to give give some back. But you don't even have any. Give some Right, I'm in the negative. That that, that assumes you had some to begin with. No, no, no. He's got to... See, now he's got to earn to give... So what is cool points? Do I win? No. You, you, no, you, you definitely. You definitely <laughs> that's like Alex anyway, did you did you ever check out Afterlife with Archie? It's no, I did not. Have, um, amazing. Uh, it, it's different artwork. It's much darker. It's uh, not cartoony at all. Uh, but it was a good series. It was really legitimately scary. They turned the whole thing. I mean, they they killed people, jumping a zombie. I mean, they really screwed it all. It's out of continuity. It's it's pretty vicious uh, and, and horrible at times. I was really kind of expecting something like that, which is not what we got. They went dark with that. You, you, you have no idea. I mean, they they had a Serena, the teenage witch. Show. Yeah. She did, it wasn't even really in that in that story except in the beginning. It was kind of like an interim story between issues, and she basically was sold in marriage to the uh, one of the elder gods of H.P. Lovecraft. I mean, I'm talking wow. sick stuff. Um, you really should check it out. I think I might need to now. It's, it's really. Good. But, you know, that's really all I have other than Age of Ultron. Which, by the way, we haven't even gone into numbers and things like that. So, you know that it took in like $27 million the night you saw it there, so no. 
Um, on track, as of uh, the numbers from well, this morning, yesterday's numbers looked like it was going to be 94 to 97 million, which is higher than the 85 to possibly 89 million that we're looking at. If it hits that, it beats, uh, first of all, it takes the crown, beats uh, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. I do not know which part, part one or two, but it would uh, take the uh, crown for the biggest opening day because they count Thursday night in with Fridays for opening day. Outstanding. Uh, and we were clearly on track for a, a much higher opening than they, they expected. Combine that with the fact that uh, $201 million, uh, internationally as of yesterday, of course, uh, it is 44% ahead of the first film in the international market. Think about that. You're 44% ahead. Okay? Any industry would be happy with 4% ahead. You know, profits, whatever. 44%. That's huge. That's huge for a movie starring a guy called Captain America in international markets. Again, proving that even though we always hear stuff in the media about how everybody hates America, but man, they sure like our movies and they seem to like that character all right. Yeah. It's not hurting it. Definitely not. And, wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, I, I think it's... They were wondering, will it reach, you know, the previous films? Uh, until $1.5 billion? Uh, I'm like, you know, I think the question now is how long is it going to take before it surpasses it? Right. Cause it sounds like at that pace, they're definitely doing it. Yeah. I, oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely outpacing the first film. So, I mean, that is fantastic news. Uh, if you watch these things, I always hate it one of these movies comes out because now it means... I'll be checking box office mojo daily for the next month and a half, and I don't know why. It's not even like I'm the kind of person that generally has, you know, OCD compulsions or something like that. I mean, I sometimes don't even pick my socks up off the floor. Just wanted to see if Jack was going to cringe or something. Yeah. Uh, I sleep with no socks because it feels so good. <laughs> um, I was going to say. I sleep with no socks on because I don't like to wear socks when I sleep. No, I don't either because your feet get too hot. No, anyway. but um, it's funny you say that, though, because, like, James Cameron, though, he has Avatar and Titanic, like, two of the highest gross movies of all time. That's, like, one of two or something. Like, yeah. And then, like, I think, what was it, um, Lord of the Rings, uh, Return of the King, three years ago? Uh, no, Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. Well, it's already three. No, the first the first one. It's already it's three. Yeah, the first one. I'm not talking the second one. Avengers again. 1. Third. We saw Avengers 2. We saw Avengers 3. No, we saw Avengers 2. No, no, dumbass. We saw Avengers Part 2. Okay, two. <laughs> <laughs> what in the blue hell just happened over there? Jack happened. <laughs> Jack was looking at two fingers and counting to three. I don't understand. Yeah. Were you counting the finger you were counting with? <laughs> <laughs> I was what was happening. I don't know what else it could have been. See, my, my only concern with the fact that this movie is doing so well... The next one that comes out, if it doesn't surpass this one, it's going to be labeled as a failure. Well, if maybe. You saw in the after what, what you what I you have to realize? <laughs> what you have to realize is we're in a different kind of territory because that kind of logic has been applied to movies before. If your movie makes a billion dollars, there's no way you can refer to it as a failure. No, Good I, point. I, no, yeah, I, you know? I agree with that, but what I, you know what I, you know what I'm saying though. But if, yeah. if, if this one this one is 1.5, another one makes 1.45. That would be whatever executive or person calls it a failure. Failure. In the words of Jeff, someone needs to stick a funnel in their ass. Well, it's dumb. Well, right? No, no. I, I agree with that. But that—that's the—that's the logic of people th- thinking these these days. Any movie that doesn't surpass its predecessor is considered a failure in any in any stretch of the mind. And I, I don't I don't agree with that. Like you said, if, yeah. if, if this makes if this makes over one point five and the next one makes one point five, and they say, well, this movie didn't do that well, it was considered a failure. Well. First of all, dickhead, it made $1.5 million, <laughs> billion. Dollars. Billion. Billion with a B, not million. Billion. Yeah. You know, that's that's not going to... In any stretch of mind, that's not a failure. No. But, no. But you, but you know the, the executives are going to think that. If this movie doesn't do so well, or this or that, or the other thing, it's I'm, just... There's a ceiling. I mean, what, what happens when you get everybody in the world to watch your movie seven times? Right. You know, I mean, you, there is... A, you can only go just so long. Right. Well, I always find a movie, if it's not a failure, if it makes, it makes 20. So if you've got a $30 million budget, it makes 31. Success. If it makes 29, then no. you got to remember, you though, it doesn't really work like that because that uh, that money that's made mm-hmm. gets split between the uh, the movie company mm-hmm. and the theaters. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's how they put it. That and so, you, know, you, know that, you know how that breaks out. I had a friend of mine that worked in the, the movie theater business. Yeah. And he was a manager at the old um, place now. It's now Driver's Village. Penn Can Mall. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the movie theater was back there. With yeah, the, I remember. The, okay, I had a buddy of mine that used to work over there. And he explained it to me how it works. 
the first, depending on the movie, so we'll say we'll say Avengers, like the first month that's out, the movie the movie itself gets all of the money. Or I'm sorry, take it back, gets ninety percent of the, the profit. The studio or the theater that is getting it gets ten percent. And it slowly makes its way backwards until it's even money. Yeah. So the longer the movie is out, the more the, the theater is going to make and the less the studio is going to make. So when the studio comes out, when the, that's why I hope for these big week opening weekends, $100 million, you know, $500 million, whatever, whatever Ultron is going to make, this, the studio gets 90% of that money. And then, and then the theaters get 10% of whatever it makes. So and then after, so let's say a month or six weeks or whatever, then the, then the studio gets 80%, the theater gets 20%, and it goes down gotcha. each time. So that's, the, and that in turn is why. How are you guys? Hi. Good. You ready to jump in? Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the manager here at Cloud City Comics and Toys. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, I don't know how well I managed, but I certainly, <laughs> uh, I certainly fight hard with all my comic book friends. Uh, to get them the best print goods that they can get in their hands at the price they can afford. How are you guys broadcasting today? You good, good. good. We're, we're doing great. Uh, it's an early start here at Cloud City for Free Comic Book Day. It's like my birthday. It's like Christmas. You didn't really get enough sleep last night. You didn't. It didn't matter. You just hear the bells on. I think I I woke the first guy up uh, when I cracked the door this this morning. <laughs> when I cracked the door, he snapped too, like I was ready doing revelry for the military. <laughs> and uh, I had to reluctantly tell him that we'd be opening soon, so he went back to bed uh, in his folding chair. But <laughs> well, yeah, we've just set up a set up a good community here in DeWitt and in Syracuse. Uh, I think Cloud City is bar none the most approachable comic book store in the area. Uh, when you walk in, you know you're in a you're in a different environment, and if you don't, uh, we're probably closed. <laughs> <laughs> so so at, at all costs, get down to Cloud City. Uh, we're also having a show tomorrow. Is this thing dated? Are we dating? It will be dated. Okay. So it'll be in the past. But for the future people, if I could speak to you from the past, find your local shows, find your local stores. If you don't support your scene, it won't be there for you. <laughs> That's right. Now, Hugh, you had specific questions for him. Ah, so this okay. This is the time to do it. Because up until this point, you have been, everyone here has been known as um, with their specialty. Sure. He's kind of said. Uh, he said you, you love DC. Yeah, that's the yeah. fact. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I gotta say though, uh, I don't understand what is going on with convergence. Okay, cool. And uh, I think probably a lot of people feel that way. Uh, please. Yeah, I will. I will. And I, I've actually encountered this as well. I think that uh, the convergence title is it really is an omni title. It's putting you 75 years ago in the past. 40 years ago in the past, 35 years ago in the past, 20 years ago in the past, 10 years ago in the past, 3 years ago in the past. And it's using all the characters from every crisis or crisis-like event, i.e. Flashpoint, Final Crisis, they've all been the most recent ones. But we go all the way back to Crisis on Earth 2, meeting Jay Garrick and the Silver Helmet, the Kingdom Come universes is used, and, and the basis of Convergence is Brainiac... We know Brainiac as a certain rendition. He's a Superman villain. He usually looks like a guy in a mecha suit, basically, or a green guy. So that's what we know of Brainiac. But what Brainiac really was is a large universal collector, and he collects bottled cities. The first bottled city was Candor, okay? And that's from Superman back in, I think, the late 40s. They, they did the bottled city of Candor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank we you. just received a huge donation for the kindness for Kinley. Please don't let, donate. Uh, but yeah, the, as we as we go through convergence, you're going to see that the the Brainiac snatched up Metropolis and Gotham City right before their universe was destroyed in that crisis. If fi- if the end of Crisis on Infinite Earths and the whole universe goes white like it did, Brainiac grabbed that Metropolis from out of time right before that and bottled it on this planet Telos. And this is where it gets deep and confuses a lot of people. So every era, every time the Earth has been destroyed in a crisis, that era or that portion of Gotham City and Metropolis has been lifted off that planet and put on this uber planet, Telos. Telos uh, is awoken when Superman punches Brainiac literally through the multiverse. So Superman literally not... Spoilers. 
<laughs> Superman, Superman knocks Brainiac through the universes, and you see his renditions from his 84 toy line to his Superman the Animated Series rendition, and you see him kind of phase out of reality. Well, th- at that point, Telos, the operating system, if you will, for Brainiac's planet, animates and is like, whoa, my, my leader is gone. Brainiac is out of the continuity, and I don't know why. Obviously, he wants me to do something. So he starts dropping the walls on all the, the cities that have been taken throughout history. So we have Oracle and and Dick Grayson. We have classic Zero Hour characters. We have classic uh, Earth 2 characters. Kingdom Come. Uh, Commandy shows back up. Um, it's, it's bar none the largest use of the most characters I've ever seen. And, there, and it is. It's... it's Broad. If you weren't a collector 35 years ago of DC Comics, Convergence might be uh, the wrong time to leap on. I would say pick up the graphic novel of that, read it how they represent it. Uh, the miniseries is that all come, in, come out of Convergence are wide, and they put you in a little moment of time, and it's just a part one and part two. So you've got to kind of take those as they as they are. Um, I enjoyed a lot of them. As a DC fan, I, I thought that they used the best Hawkman and Shaira in the Hawkman one. They, the Hawkman and Shaira are just like, oh, we want to be together forever. That's all. That's all they've always wanted. We got to kill that city? No problem. We have axes. We have maces. We have wings. They fly up. They, they go in. They smash. They're, they're through their third metropolis at this point. Nice. You know, they're, they're, they're destroying everyone to live together in the way they think that they should. And, and that's kind of strange, because I think any man at the end of the day is, it's you or me, is going to choose themselves, you know, and that's where Convergence has people. They're, they're fighting. We're going to find out who schools out of this. Uh, they're publishing 24 brand new number ones after, uh, after Convergence fills, uh, fills the bin, and it's a new status quo for DC. Um, everything coming out of Convergence seems to be a little more everyone-friendly. A little less of the darker shades in some of the books. I know they're revamping all of the girl titles uh, for younger girls. I think that's genius, considering that I see more and more young girls in here buying comics. But to get back to Convergence, uh, go backwards, people. Go back to Final Crisis. Go back to Crisis on Infinite Earths. Reread that lush DC history that they're trying to display in front of them. Um, without that lush history, we wouldn't have the, the pliable characters we have in DC. The, that you can change them and people actually get mad that you change them. You know, that's a good thing, people. That the, the, They love Batman. Batman just changed people today. Divergence, it just came out today. It's displaying the new status quo DC's moving, uh, in the direction DC's moving in. So pick that one up at your local retailer. Uh, hopefully here at Cloud City Comics at the Shopping Town Mall under it. <laughs> uh, something I've noticed about the main title because a lot of these big crossovers these summer events if you don't want to get bogged down in a lot of stuff you can generally read the main title and you've still got the gist of the story okay? um, that's one of the things people don't like about event stuff because they have to buy all these other comics to stay up on it now with conversion site I've read a couple of the side things that I was interested in what I've noticed though is even reading through just the main title I'm still getting kind of lost. Cause, and, and just follow me here. Go ahead. Because you, you, you're, you're also here. You probably have a little more time to spend with the books. I mean, for me, with my life and everything and my job, it's oh. kind of like you fit them in where you can. I, I'm also in the world where you have to fit them in where you can. I have 250 books sitting at home <laughs> that, I'm, that I'm lovingly waiting to read. Uh, but I have uh, I, I have been hooked on Convergence just due to the, to the lush nature. Because I know the whole history. I've been around comics 30 years. Uh, I eat it up, so I get the little giggles when they do these little Easter eggs. Uh, getting lost in the main title, um, yeah, I could see that happening just due to the redundancy uh, of the, the how they kind of did. Your, your dome's gonna fall soon. They said the same thing in every book. You know? Yeah. So, so what's up? What's happening here? Is this? We started off. Telos comes out and says, you're all going to fight. If you refuse to fight or you try to band, to get me, I'll, band against me, I'll destroy you. Can you prove that? Well, well, sort of. I was thinking, okay, all-powerful being, they band together. He's like, no, stop it. 
no, no, stop it. And then he punishes some people, sort of, but now there's people under the planet attacking. I mean, I really literally thought, if you don't do what I tell you to, I'm going to kill all your people. Uh, he, he says that uh, you'll be squashed by my hand, uh, he quotes, you know, and, and they show one portion where he does demolish a city, and there is another portion where, I think in the last book, they are walking through, and someone reaches down and scoops up a court of owls mask out of the dust. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, looks like we're a little late for this one. Does that mean that they destroyed the court of owls' new zero-year Batman? Is that is that how I read that? Because that's a very interesting. That would be very interesting if that world didn't exist anymore. Oh, absolutely. And and those little moments like that are questions that hopefully they answer in the next next four or five years of DC Comics. I, I hope that convergence isn't in uh, a beginning, a middle, and an end of a story, but much more of like, okay, all these people can be in the same world. All these people can be fighting each other, they can cross over, we can see these older Elseworlds Tales character people again. It, it, it allows them to reach into any universe that they've ever had, whether Batman's a vampire or Superman is an intergalactic despot. It all it does give them a little more freedom to write outside of continuity stories. I do get the feeling, though, that the side issues, whereas with something, what was the last big Marvel event? What was it? Um... Axis? Uh, yes. Axis was the last uh, event. Okay. Black Vortex, also okay. another good one for Marvel. Right now. Any, any, I'm just trying to think of the, the last event that we read. There was the main, main line that always felt like the main line. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like with Convergence, the side ones are the main line. I believe so as well. Because the, the main one really doesn't mean a whole lot without the other ones. It does have a lot of uh, similar messaging, and you don't care about what's on the art until you read the miniseries quite as much. You get the miniseries under your belt and you understand why that character appeared on screen in the main title. Um, is that a ploy to sell comics? Maybe. Is, is that, is that, but, I mean, but at least they gave you beautiful Chip Kid covers. Uh, he gave you beautiful Chip Kid covers to match up one and two. Uh, so they'll look great on a wall, bagged and boarded. Um, I, I just find that um, most people, when they go to the DC titles... They pretty much know who they're going for. They valued those characters before, um, and they they pick the ones on the wall that that they liked. And when that character pops up in the huge scope of a convergence title, you know maybe they follow their favorite character through convergence, and that's all they get the first time. Um, I read Crisis on Infinite Earths just a couple weeks ago. I guarantee I found a hundred things in that Crisis on Infinite Earths I didn't notice the first time I read it. Nice. Um, I feel like Convergence will be a title that lives for a little while longer. Uh, more of reference material. More of uh, a who's who, if anyone in the 80s remembers that. Yes. yes. Um, so the, the Convergence has a, a beautiful way of breaking open new storytelling, and I love that people are confused, because that means that you know, they develop a certain level of interest in the books. Uh, if you don't know what's going on, find out, people. Come see me. I will put some books in your hands that will teach you about what you don't understand. Now, and I, you will like the event. I just does. have one question. Go ahead. Who, whose brainchild is this? Who, who's the one that like, did the roadmap for this whole convergence thing? Uh, Jeff King is the guy that is on the main title. Uh, they've kind of had him sequestered under the whole uh, convergence title for a number of months. That's really the only thing he's been working on. Uh, the crossovers and everything must have taken a mammoth amount of, uh, of uh, I guess, coordination. But what I'm seeing is the, the people who are in charge of Convergence is DC Comics. All right, Josh has got to step out. He's being pulled away I'll be for right back work. Question number 10. <laughs> All right. And that's how it flows here. Yeah, well, you kind of have to yeah. expect it. It's the, these guys are working, so... Yeah, this is, it's, their, it's their business. I mean, they, they, they're doing us a favor by sitting down with us, so we got to understand that they're going to have to get up sometimes. Walk I mean, Jeff, happened to Jeff twice. Yes. While he was sitting with us, he had to get up and, and handle something, so... But just hearing their voices, though, too, like, you just hear the passion coming oh, out. Oh, yes. You know what I'm saying, which is great. Like, and knowledgeable. Coming in here, like, just feels like another family, though. Like, they're taking good generations. And you, like you were saying, they give you a good deal. Yeah, yeah. Your son's very happy that you see them. Yep. Great customer service skills. Uh, you know, um, just like we touched on uh, the food court, when you and I were talking, Paul, again, very weird to be doing one of these where we're not hearing our voices more often, but man, these people have so much to give and so yes. much to say. Yeah. So much more worth it for us to sit back and just let someone yeah. else do it. Absolutely. 
Back to the convergence update. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. So Did now someone? I failed miserably in that because you know what I was trying to do there, right? What? What I was oh, asking. Oh, yeah, yeah, you were trying to go get your reference, but it didn't happen. It didn't work. Um, I also wanted to ask you, how do you feel about um, the direction that they're going with Constantine? Big disappointment for me. Um, I've always uh, valued Hellblazer as the grittier, darker, uh, darker tale. Um, he's been the wizard behind the shadows. I do feel like he's all over these books, though. I feel his fingerprints all over the DC universe. He pops up in the most random spots. He crossovers with everyone. Uh, they feel the energy. They're trying to make him important. Um, I just hope that maybe he pops up and has some importance. I know the season two for the show just got picked up. So they, it, 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 did. it did. What? This is what I heard. This is this may be a rumor mill, but I heard that they possibly are, are pulling in a oh. second season of Constantine. Hold on, I'm pulling up a. My newsreader. Here comes the interwebs. The interwebs <laughs> into our podcast. Nothing yes. yet. Nothing um, yet. But I heard it's a, a solid possibility. I'll keep uh, looking at. Looking Please at do. Those. Yeah. Look um, for those shows. I don't think they're bailing on any of those shows too early. Well, you know, even if they go into rewrites. That's great. That's great. What's got me is um, I've read every single issue of Hellraiser. Um, I, I have. That's that's pretty much it. Because you can get every, just about everything except a couple issues in collections, and that's kind of what I did. And I started buying the uh, trade paperbacks of the Hellboys when I first got into it, all the way back to the stuff in Swamp Thing and uh, uh, even Sandman. You know, his brief appearance there. Absolute favorite comic book. I gave the new Constantine a try because I'm like, okay, you know, if they just want to bring him in and make him a little bit more marketable. I didn't care about the age of the sex or the swearing. Some of that could be toned down sure. without losing the core of the character. Yeah. They've completely lost the core of the character. You know? I, I thought the Justice League Dark representation of him was a little bit closer to Hellblazer. Uh, well, y- you know what? A little bit closer. Because they were trying to make him seem like the jerk compared to everybody else. Right, which were all villains, <laughs> basically. So, I mean, and that was another thing, too, because I was reading through the monthly... Um, story, and it seemed like the crossovers with Constantine and Justice League Dark were a constant thing. Mm-hmm. And, excuse me, Paul, I'm going to be one, the one to cough. <coughs> okay. Um, I also would like to point out to everyone the Flash just walked in. Holy cow. Well, maybe he ran in. I don't know. <laughs> the Flash is here. Oh, wait, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Barry Allen is at Cloud City Comics. Don't tell! You heard it here It's first. secret. <laughs> I'm sure he'll have to leave quickly, but he's, he's here <laughs> right now. Oh, they're racing. That's so great. That's all I hear. Um, but yeah, it, it's even trying to build their, their own story in his own book. I think they kind of dropped the ball because they started pulling him out of his own story. Um, I just yeah. So you you've been you've uh, you've been downgraded from a Constantine fan to a Constantine reader, and that's always sad when that happens. No, not even a reader anymore. Which is the third level of, of when you back away from a title. And uh, as a collector of 30 years, it happens. You'll see your favorite characters go to the top of the mountain and then and then be degraded down to Vibe's level, to uh, Vixen's level, to uh, Sean Paul LaValle's Batman. Yeah. You know, they make it to the top and then they're torn down. Well, here's the, the thing that bothers me about this the most, though. It's not that... Because clearly Constantine is selling well, right? His uh, book is selling it's, decent. It's, it's, it's enough to where they're keeping, keeping okay. it going. So that either lends me to believe that it's important in the future or it's it's a book that they're fully committed on. So so my thought process there is this. They looked at Hellblazer. They said, there's something special here. We need to get it out to more people. And they proceeded to, to strip out everything that was special about it to the people who were buying that book, which was selling what? Ten to fourteen thousand copies a month, probably at the end there. And it's in Wasn't its vertigo days, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, they stripped out everything that made it what it was. And people were still collecting that book, which shows yeah. the quality of that I run. Guess. Yeah, it shows the quality of that run. Um, and, and just a counterpoint: when they chopped off Aquaman's hand, no one was happy. You know, uh, it, it just there are changes in, in the world of comics that are inevitably going to alienate. Half of the group. Yeah, keep in mind a, a character change within one co- the same continuity is one thing. Yeah, this is a little bit different. Sure. Um, and the only thing that when they first announced it, they were like, okay, we want to have Constantine with superheroes, but they promised his own book was kind of going to be separate and similar to what he used to do. I remember. That. Oh, that's how they that's how they press released that's, it. That's that's not not really what happened. Yeah. Uh, and, and I would have been okay with a, a slightly sanitized version. 
Which but is what you got. You, but yeah, but yeah. even but even more <laughs> so who can't stop crossing over with everybody and that's you know it's keeping like, him relevant. That's uh, I, I just feel like over in their books. I, I feel I feel like that the, you know those some of those characters are going to go by the wayside here for DC, and they're going to try Doctor Fate instead, and they're going to try uh, other uh, demon Entrican. Uh, they're going to go to Bizarro. They're going to go to. Uh, what I like to call the second bronze age of comics. They're moving into the 1970s right now uh, as far as who they're trying to attract to their comics, in my opinion. If you look at those old 20 centers back in the 70s, you'll see the family-friendly, you'll see the Jack Kirby, the the primary colors, and that's right after the end of the, the Silver Age where they kind of got to the mountaintop and didn't know where to go else with superhero comics. They they really got lucky when they went into the sword and sorcery, the Conans, the you know, the, the 70s era with the sci-fi fantasy. That, that, you know, if we didn't have that era, we wouldn't be into Hellblazer. We wouldn't be into Swamp Thing. So now that we have... Thank you. Thank you, thank you again. Another wonderful donation. That, so as long as we continue to... Um, follow the path of history which comics have always been a prism for the life of humanity you know that's what they're there for as long as we follow these simple patterns we'll keep the mainstays on you'll read the next Constantine you will and it's because you love that character and you didn't like what they did to him last time so hopefully on their next run when they revamp that character into something a little bit closer to your uh, sensibilities you'll be able to pick it up again and that's what's great about the comic world there's something for everybody I hope so. Yeah. Oh, have hope. Have hope because, you know, they'll, they'll keep writing these things. They've invested well, for, in comics. Aren't they calling the next run the Hellblick, John Constantine, the Hellblick? That is what they're, title that's back what they're calling it. Oh, it's, I mean, I definitely want to check that out. Um, we'll read it together. Come yeah. in, we'll read it together. <laughs> yeah. right. Come in, we'll read it together and have a discussion. Will there be juice? Uh, yes, no. definitely juice. We'll have a carpet, magic carpet ride. There might even be tears. I'll show you the No, we uh, we often hold comic book reading sessions for big titles with people that don't understand. So anytime you're looking for more information about it, we'll come in and go panel by panel. Uh, it doesn't scare me. It doesn't scare anybody in the store, and it happens daily. So whoever you think is better, Superman or Batman or the Hulk or Thor... You know, let's have those discussions. Let's let's uh, let's get deeper than you've ever gotten out of before. This is what we did in college too. We would just sit around a table, and just have these discussions. It's much better now with the microphones. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, someone else gets to hear yeah. it. Yeah, girls would come in like, speak. "Let's go out." Like, no, we're still not. You got to think before you speak, and you can't just say, "Yeah, Superman would win," and then somebody defunct you, and you're like, "Oh, I didn't think about that." On podcast people, you better be right. You better be tight. <laughs> <laughs> or at least prepared. That's right. Yes. That's right. Preparation. I'm actually a superhero. No, you're not. Yeah, there you yes. go. Yeah, that's how you do it. Podcast. Yes, man. I'm called the Enigma. Oh, I like that. I Thank like you. that. That you might have lifted that. Yes. Yeah. You might have lifted that. Well, listen. I'd like to say thank you very much to the Geek Pod crew for coming in and podcasting with us. I hope I answered any convergence questions. Like I said, if you are confused about convergence, you're not alone. It's a it's a very large story with a lot of information in it. The miniseries offers cues and keys, but if you're looking for the back material, you got to go back to the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s and find those zero hours, find those uh, find those old titles, bring them back, the old booster golds. Um, those are your tra- time travelers, and anything dealing with time travel is DC right now. So uh, get into it, come see me, we'll f- fill up your pile, and we'll find out what we can send you home with. Outstanding. Right, Thank you, Geek Pod, for coming again, and uh, have a nice day. All right, thanks, Josh. Thanks. Zero Hour, and you know where, if I'm not mistaken, I picked up the first issue of Zero Hour. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I believe it was Twilight Book and Game Emporium. Way back, yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, that's just going so far back. Yes. Was it uh, Altered States? It was probably my first one when yep. I was a younger kid, and also Atomic Comics in Auburn, New York, and Kim's Comics in Auburn, Kim. New York. They no longer exist, but those were the old school stores back in the day. Yes. Days. Yeah. You know. But anyway, guys, signing out. Have a good night. Hey. Thank Thanks, you. Josh. All right, and on Josh's dissertation, I think that is the perfect way to put a pin in this. I, I think you're right. It's been a long day. There's a lot of material here. Agreed. Agreed. I think, it's, I think it might be the best way to end it is 
with that right there. I that think. inspirational I message. That's right. Although then we're going to squash it with the way we always go out. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe we shouldn't. Give us a new inspirational sign off. No, I think we just end with Josh. Really? You have to throw. Can we uh, make a sentence? Says a word. I got it. No. I got no, it. I don't. Hit it. Just remember, with everything you've heard today, with everything you've seen posted, keep listening because the geeks shall inherit the earth. My name is Paul, and I'm a comic book geek. My name is Hugh, and I'm an all-purpose geek. My name is Corbs, and I'm a sports geek. My name is Jack. I'm a history geek. This is Geek Pod.